Inside Out Wellness Podcast. Hey there, sis. I'm Katie Hardy, founder of Wholehardy.com and creator of the Inside Out Wellness Method. If you're looking to confidently build and consistently show up for a total wellness lifestyle based on your personality, schedule, and goals, then this is the podcast for you. After plenty of trial and error, I finally mastered the art of the mind-body connection, and I'm here to help you create a healthier mind so you can build your healthiest body all from the inside out. My certification in integrative wellness and behavior change from Duke Health plus dozens of real-life client success stories will fuel our chats here. Are you ready to create true and lasting success? Here we go. All right, guys, and welcome to episode two of the Inside Out Wellness Podcast, where it's all about creating your healthiest mind so you can build your healthiest self. Now, today's topic is the five non-cheesy, totally effective ways to break out of a quarantine funk so you can start feeling like yourself again, even if you feel like everything will eventually go back to normal soon. Now, before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my free quarantine comeback starter kit over at wholehearty.com slash comeback. And this is to help you get clear on who you want to be coming out of this quarantine. Now, if you're listening to this episode months or even years after the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020, today's episode and the comeback workbook will help you bust out of any funk that you are feeling no matter what season of life that you're in. So this starter kit helps you determine what habits you need to not only let go of, but also hold on to. Because give yourself some credit, sis. You know that there are undeniably areas of your life where you are totally rocking it, whether it's organizational skills, communication, your job, cooking, friendships, creativity, giving. So once you go through this worksheet, not only will you be able to determine, you know, there are some habits here that I could probably start to let go of, including some thought habits, but you're also going to honor those things that you're totally rocking that you want to hold on to moving out of this quarantine so you can grow out of this funk and start feeling like yourself again. At the end of this worksheet, you will be able to choose one focus area to get started on right away so again, you can start feeling like yourself again or even better. So head on over to wholehearty.com slash comeback to get your free quarantine comeback starter kit today. All right, let's dive in. So today we are talking about the five non-cheesy, totally effective ways to break out of a quarantine funk or any funk for that matter so that you can start feeling like yourself again, even if you're telling yourself that things will go back to normal soon. So one of the biggest mistakes that we can make when it comes to feeling off or feeling like we're in a funk or in a rut is ignoring those feelings, right? Hiding them, avoiding them maybe even numbing your uncomfortable feelings with wine or more coffee or or treats or sweets. So when we really bottle up those feelings and, and hide them or try to pacify them, it'll not only cause you to go deeper into this funk, but once you do start coming out of it, it's actually going to take you longer. So once this quarantine is lifted or once the season change, the seasons change of whatever 
funk that you're in, it's actually going to take you progressively longer to feel better the longer you avoid these feelings, all right? I want to make sure that you don't make the same mistakes I did because earlier in the month of April 2020, I really fell into a funk. And if you guys are on my email list or you follow me on social media, you got that news that I had an ovarian cyst rupture. And not only did it bring me down physically, and if you've ever had it before, you know how extremely painful they are, um, but it brought me down mentally. And it was something I really, really wasn't prepared for, you know, being a wellness expert and having all of these tactics and techniques at my fingertips, I tried so many things, but I really did start to bottle up those feelings at the beginning. And I had to learn the hard way that that's definitely not the answer to any sort of uncomfortable feelings or funk that we might be in. So think about it. Think about it yourself and think of a time that you were just feeling down, right? And If you had a tendency to bury that feeling or hide those feelings, did that make you feel better, right? So we're kind of like discrediting the mistake here and saying, yeah, that, you know, the more that we we hide things and pacify them, we're looking back and determining that you're right, that really didn't make me feel better. And it just made those down feelings go on, go on longer than they really even needed to. So That's why today I'm going to help you and give you my five non-cheesy, totally effective tips for coming out of a quarantine, but I also wanted to let you know that there is a prerequisite before even getting started with these five tips. So instead of feeling these feelings and saying, all right, you know what, we're just going to move on and not be sad or lonely or angry or frustrated or or uncomfortable, instead, we're just going to start doing all these tactics. So that is... the wrong way to go about this. So please know that the prerequisite, the first step in really trying to overcome any sort of funk that you might be in is acknowledging the thought and feeling. So if you're, if you're driving, you know, you can replay this another time or you can speak into your phone and tell Siri to take some notes for you. But step number one, if you're writing this down, if you're, you know, folding laundry, doing the dishes, um, or kind of going about your day, Step number one, guys, is you need to name it. You have to acknowledge the feeling. You have to name it. You need to define it. You need to let it know that you that it that it is a thing. Let this feeling know that you hear it and you feel it. Okay. So step number one, define the feeling, acknowledge it. All right. Give it a name. Step number two, and again, these are the prerequisites before even getting into the five tips. So step number two, after you've defined, acknowledged, and named that feeling, is to feel the feeling. We are human beings. We were given these feelings for a reason. Think of all of the emotions, right? All of the the maybe uncomfortable ones, feeling anger, loneliness, boredom, frustration, stress, anxiety, pain, all of these feelings it is critical that we actually feel them. So if you need to cry, cry. I don't know about you guys, but I feel so much better after a good cry. If you need to yell, yell. 
So you might not totally feel better after you yell. You might regret it depending who you're yelling at. But sometimes you need that release. So step one in the prerequisite for these five tips is to name the feeling. Know what it is. Step two is to feel it. Fully embrace it. Take the time you need to feel that feeling, right? Is it a couple minutes? Do you need five minutes just to be like really angry? Is it a couple hours? Is it a couple days, right? Figure out how, how long you need to be in your cave or or whatever your sense is and really honor the feeling and feel it, all right? Now, step three is going into these five tactics. So only when you are good and ready, when you've defined and acknowledged the feeling, when you felt the feels, and now you're ready to start taking action, here are my five steps. So step number one is to help someone else. So often it's so easy for us to internalize our problems and only think about what's going wrong for us, our situations, our circumstances, the way things could be, the way things should be. And when we focus only inward on what seems to be going wrong for us, we aren't considering what might not be going right for others as well. So if you can just take a break from, I'm not going to say pity party because I've been there and I didn't feel at first like I was having a pity party. I really was feeling down. But if you can just take a break from thinking about everything that you're going through and start opening your eyes and ears to what your friends are going through, your family, or perhaps even somebody on the other side of the world who you don't even know, that's when the magic can really happen is when you get that perspective and you say, wow, I didn't even didn't even think about other circumstances. So something that helped me, for example, I had a friend who who was struggling a little bit. And, you know, for example, during this quarantine time, you'll see a lot of folks posting on Facebook all of their e-learning and all of their projects. And it can really make someone feel down if they aren't doing all of those fun educational or, or Pinterest things that they see others doing. And a friend of mine was feeling so behind, you know, she, with her son not going into, um, not in grade school yet, she wasn't being given any assignments. And and she was feeling just really, really down and really frustrated. So um, I don't know about you guys, but I have a tendency to come up with a great idea to help someone with something. And then I just don't always follow through. I think about the things that I would have to order or organize or find time in my day to actually go and and help. And um it really, I, I don't always follow through with it. And I decided this is something I'm going to follow through with. So I found a worksheet for that was like age appropriate for her kids. And instead of dropping just that off on her house, I just got this spark and I made a little package and I put a coloring book in there that we hadn't used, crayons from a restaurant that were unopened, like dark chocolate, a face mask, a candle. I just kind of found some stuff around my house that wasn't important to me as as important as it would be for somebody who just needed a little love. And I will tell you what, I it sparked so much joy to steal a line from our friend Marie Kondo that I just felt so, so happy about it. I, I felt like I helped someone and 
um, just just that really, really helped me for not only the rest of the day, but the rest of the week. So tip number one in busting out of any funk, um, particularly during this quarantine time, is to help someone else. And maybe it's something like that. It's putting a care package together for a neighbor or a friend um, and, and leaving it on their doorstep. Maybe it's a local food pantry or somewhere where you could donate. Maybe it's somebody across the world. Maybe it's even just shooting a friend a text and letting them know you're thinking about them. It's the little things. And studies have shown that when you are contributing to either the goodness of your community or helping people in any way, you will report higher higher feelings of self-esteem, lower bouts of depression, So that is a surefire way to start busting out of this funk and feeling like yourself again. So I want to know what tips you have or what ways you have helped other people. So either shoot me a DM or post it in our Facebook group, The Wholehearted Wellness Movement, and let us know. I would love to know how you have helped somebody and you can inspire others to do the same thing. All right. Now, tip number two is to commit to finishing something. So commit to starting a project and following through. Now, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a project centered around health and wellness, right? It doesn't even have to be like a 21-day fix or P90X. It can be something completely unrelated. So whether it is a gardening project or a home project or a puzzle, my husband has taken up juggling. So he was always pretty good at three balls, but now he's working on juggling four balls and he's picked up the guitar again. So for me, I never read fiction. I just don't. Every book on my bookshelf, 99% of the books are centered around business or wellness or wellness businesses, mindfulness, and I really need that escape. It's so important to read fiction to just kind of escape your normal day. And so I, when I was going through this funk, like right towards the beginning of it, I started reading Where the Crawdads Sing. And I had had it for a while. A neighbor had given it to me. And oh my goodness, it gave me something to be excited about. You know, the first couple days of reading it, I would read a couple pages here and there. But as you know, with any book, you really get pulled in. You want to know what happens. And that was something that really, really helped me get out of the funk. Because again, it was something to look forward to. It was was an escape. And I felt so accomplished knowing like, man, I just read 100 pages. Like, I don't even know the last time I ever read 100 pages of a fiction book. And I'm I'm serious, guys. So if you have other fiction recommendations, please send them my way. Post it on Instagram or Facebook. Tag me, DM me. I really need to know. So this is something that is, it's very true that when, if you have feel like you have a purpose um, in life and not even a deeper meaning purpose, but just a purpose to your day where you have a drive and you're driven to really to really accomplish something and show up for it. And it's just taking little steps every day. You are bound to feel so much happier if you're doing a puzzle and you even put in a few little pieces a day or if it's a home project and you paint, you know, a couple walls a day or or you're buying something, you know, every couple weeks or something for your house to really finish off what you started. This is something that is definitely 
definitely going to raise that self-esteem and take away those anxious feelings because not only is it something that you can feel good about yourself for, but it's also a bit of a distraction, right? And again, instead of internalizing our problems, we're able to focus outward and think about things that are outside of what we might be bombarding our minds with. So, okay, we went through tip number one is to help someone. Tip number two is to commit to finishing something. Now, tip number three is to write it out. And if you're like me, you have a bunch of journals all over your house, right? You might have them in a desk drawer, on your nightstand, in the kitchen, I don't know, you've picked them up at Target or, you know, Urban Outfitters or a cute little boutique and something really pulled you to that journal. However, if you don't have journals like this, have no fear because you can write just on a standard standard legal pad or in a spiral notebook. Now, writing is has such profound, profound um, measures for you to really get clear on what's going on in your mind right now. Now, here's the beauty about writing it out when you're in this funk that you're trying to get out of. It doesn't have to be in any way, shape, or form like standardized. You can write in paraphrases. You can have abbreviations. Some of it can be cursive. Some of it can be print. It could be all drawings. You can swear. There is nothing formal about it. The only thing you need to do is just open up a book or a notepad, some sort of piece of paper, and just start writing. So that's part one of this tip is to get something to write on, something to write with, and just start writing. But here is where the magic happens. You need to spend at least 15 to 20 minutes writing because here's the here's what happened for me. The magic really happened the last like three minutes of my writing. So maybe if you look at the grand scheme of things and I see how many pages I wrote, It was like the final seven-eighths of the pages of writing where the real stuff started coming out. So, you know, when you write for the first 10 minutes, the things that you're writing are the the thoughts that are kind of at the surface level, the the thoughts and feelings that you've been thinking about, that you've been feeling. But when you challenge yourself to go deeper and to go further, you allow your mind to open up and release what it is you've had on your heart and in your head things that you haven't told anybody about. And again, this journaling is for you. So that is your practice to write it out. And I would love to know if you guys have any experiences or tips or or even questions on how to do that. Again, you don't even need a specific journal prompt. It doesn't have to be in a formal setting with candles by a window. Just get a piece of paper and write. So I had mentioned to you that it was really the final, maybe like minutes. 17 of 20 when the real good stuff really started coming out of my head and out of my heart. Again, guys, right? It's from the inside out. It's what this podcast is all about, letting out whatever is bottled inside. And it wasn't until the very end that I had said, I just don't feel like I have anything to be excited about. And it it opened my eyes to think, man, I didn't even know that that was bothering me. So I challenge you to do this and let me know what you discover. Let me know how helpful it was. Um, And if you feel like after the first round, nothing miraculous came to play, then do it again, right? Give it like two or three times to see what comes out. All right. Tip number four. 
Now, this is creating an in-the-moment mantra. Now, disclaimer, I told you at the beginning the episode was about the five non-cheesy, totally effective ways to break out of a funk, even if you think things are going to be going back to normal soon. A mantra is not cheesy. And if the word mantra sounds too woo-woo for you, call it something else. Call it a word or a phrase or a sentence, just something that you know that you have when in the moment something doesn't feel right and you don't want to act out of alignment with who you want to be. So if you are in a predicament, you're in a situation and you know you're about to yell and you don't want to or you're about to, you know, have have maybe your fourth glass of wine or you're about to just like dig into the ice cream only because you're angry, right? And it's it's the why. And we'll get into to emotional eating and drinking in a, in a future episode. But it's not always about like, you know, have the, have the ice cream, have the wine, but it's your purpose behind it. It's why you're having it. It's how you're having it. Now, if you're about to do some self-sabotage and behave in a way that is unaligned with who you want to be, that's where having an in the moment in the moment mantra comes in. And I call it an in the moment mantra because let's say that you you do have some sort of phrase or mantra and maybe you're doing some meditation and it's something that you say during that meditation. It's great in the morning when you wake up and, and you're, you're grateful to be alive and you're counting your blessings. But guys, it's in the heat of the moment. That's when it gets real. That's when it's so hard to really snap out of this funk and behave in the ways that, that you want to be, how you want to show up for yourself, how you want to show up for your family. So I will give you the two examples that worked best for me during this time. And ironically, during this funk, I was reading a book that was um, a part of my church group, and it's called Anxious for Nothing, and it is by Max Lucado. And my two mantras actually came from this book. And the one is life comes with lemons, but you don't have to suck on them. And so when I found myself sucking on these lemons, right, just thinking about what wasn't working for me, how, you know, with this ovarian cyst rupture that I went through, I couldn't work out and how it's like a very hormonal experience, according to the doctor, and I totally believe it, how I was just angry and I was sad. And again, it was during COVID and I just felt like a mess. Um, I was just sucking on the lemons. I just kept thinking about what I could be doing and what I should be doing, but I couldn't. So my reminder was stop sucking on the lemons. Stop sucking on the lemons. Yes, COVID-19 is a lemon. A a cyst rupture is a lemon. There are so many lemons that just come with life, but we can acknowledge them, but we don't have to suck on them. We don't have to just repeatedly tell ourselves over and over and over again that they are blocking who we want to be or how we want to live. In my second recommendation for the In the Moment mantra, again, it was coming from this book. Um, I will link this book in the show notes if you're interested. Um, Over at wholehearty.com, you can click on um, podcast in the menu and I'll start having some show notes there for you guys. Um, So that mantra was, um, for every anxious thought, replace it with one of gratitude. So replace every X thought. Maybe it's a th- maybe it's anger, maybe it's sadness, maybe it's doubt, maybe it's fear. So replace every thought of fear 
with one of gratitude. And this genuinely helped me in the moment when I really just was feeling super down and feeling sorry for myself. I caught myself and that was my trigger. So the uncomfortable feeling or the negative thought, that was my trigger to say, okay, I'm I'm grateful that I, I live in such a wonderful community, that I have two beautiful children, that I have a loving, supporting husband, that I'm alive, right? There are so many things to be grateful for. All right. So, and again, you can, it doesn't have to be a whole phrase or mantra. It could also just be a word. Um, One of my clients, one of her words was joy. And she just, that was her thing. She wanted to make sure that when she was starting to, to go down a rabbit hole of uncomfortable thoughts or feelings, she would tell herself joy joy, joy. And again, we can go back to the very beginning of the segment where I said, you still have to feel the feelings. So don't try to override sadness and hide it and jump right to joy. Acknowledge the sadness, really do some research, you know, be your own scientist and understand where it's coming from. And only when you're ready to be done with the negative feelings, can this mantra really help you come out of the darkness and into the light. All right, guys, final tip here is to tell someone. So the fifth tip is instead of keeping this all to yourself is to talk to somebody about it. Now, when this first hit me um, towards the beginning of April, I, as you know, you guys might follow me on social media at Wholehearty on Instagram and Facebook. I was like, I don't, I don't need to tell anybody about this. I usually show up with such a positive spirit, and I'm just gonna go dark. I'm not gonna post anything for however long it takes. I'm just not going to tell anybody. And it didn't take me too long to realize, no, I need to share this because other women may have gone through this before or may be going through it right now. And even if it wasn't this like ovarian cyst rupture of an experience, it's just the funk in general. And I I shared how I was feeling and I shared my, my fear behind it and how I didn't feel like myself. And not only on social media, on my pages, Um, with my community, but also with my close friends and my husband and my family. And I have to tell you, the more that I shared how I was feeling, I feel like it went back to tip number one and actually helped others because other people felt seen, they felt heard, they felt understood because they were going through something similar. So when you when you share those feelings of uncomfortableness, when you get vulnerable, not only is it to help you, but it can help others as well. And at the beginning, I really didn't want to share it because I didn't want to burden anybody else knowing that I was going through this. So sharing with others is something that you just, you immediately start feeling that release come off of your chest, come off of your shoulders, and you're just allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Now, my programs have a lot of focus on the work of Brene Brown. If you're familiar with uh, Brene, she has a Netflix special um, called Call to Courage. She has so many books, um, The Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Greatly, Dare to Lead, Rising Strong. And Brene is a researcher on shame. And oh, she has a podcast now, too, that came out um, April of 2020 called Unlocking Us. And when she talks about vulnerability, she's saying, you know, don't post it on like your your personal Facebook page, all of your 
your your dirty laundry, but share your vulnerabilities with people who have earned it. And I felt that by sharing with my direct communities on my whole hearty health um, social media groups and with my closest, closest friends and my family, that was something that really, really helped me. And now that I've come out of it, that's why I'm now sharing it with you guys. And it really gets easier and feels better the more I'm able to share with folks. So if you are not really there yet, if you want to talk about a funk that you're in and that you're just not really ready to share it with with friends, um, you can totally hit me up. You know, I offer free 30-minute mind and body breakthrough sessions. So you can just reach out to me at hello at wholehearty.com and we will just talk it out and we can go through the symphony of questions, the process I have together, which is the inside out wellness method and just hash it out and you will leave feeling so much better than how you came in and you'll leave with two clear action steps to get started right away. So I hope that these five tips were helpful for you. There are so many other ways to bust out of a funk, guys. Um, One bonus example is playing your favorite song. So for some reason... Um, Lost in the Woods from the Frozen 2 soundtrack is my favorite song these days. I don't, I did not see it coming, but it's like an 80s ballad, right? It reminds me of Chicago so much. So when I was really just down and out one weekend, I think it was a weekend morning, the days are all kind of combining together since my husband's working from home now. He played Lost in the Woods and it totally started making me feel better, you know, when you're kind of like that angry toddler and you're pretending that nothing's going to make anything better, but then you kind of get that little smirk on the side of your lips and you start smiling. That's exactly what happened to me. So playing your favorite song, bonus points if you make an entire playlist. So I know Rachel Hollis, she has some awesome playlists that help her just rise up and and feel confident and get that ambition going. Um, so I did start making a play a playlist as well. So it's um, you can even probably find it on Spotify. I think it's called like Katie's. Oh, Oh, what's it called? I'll link it here in the show notes, like Hardy's Happy Hits, I think. <laughs> so anyways, and then obviously exercise, getting outside. So I'm sure that you have so many other tips as well for getting out of a funk, and I am dying to hear them. So let me know what they are. Post them on social. Tag me. Send me an email. Post it in our Wholehearted Wellness Movement Facebook group. I want to hear all about it. So Wrapping it all up here, guys, ignoring, numbing, or hiding those uncomfortable feelings of sadness or loneliness, frustration, stress, anger, when you really lock those in and and ignore them and and bury them, it's only going to make you feel worse and it's going to delay your progress. So when you are trying to really raise the veil and and have the sunshine in, the 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 longer you hold on and bury these feelings, the longer it's going to take to help you feel like yourself again. All right. So again, if you have gone through the prerequisites of naming the feeling, naming that emotion, and then feeling the feelings, honoring them, allowing yourself to feel frustrated, telling yourself it's okay, we were given these emotions for a reason. And if you're 
fully ready to take on these next steps and really get clear on who you want to be coming out of this quarantine, then head on over to wholehearty.com slash comeback and get your free quarantine comeback starter kit. All right. So it's going to help you get really clear on who you want to be coming out of this quarantine and beyond the habits that you not only need to let go of, but also the things that you are rocking that you should hold on to. All right. So that's wholehearty.com slash comeback. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. I hope that you've been enjoying the podcast so far, these first couple episodes. I would love to hear what you think. So if you want to rate this podcast, give it a review, subscribe. I would love to hear your feedback. So until next time, keep creating a healthier mind so you can build your healthiest self all from the inside out. See you in the next episode. Hey, if you're still hanging, listen to this. It's been said that the quality of your life is directly correlated to the quality of questions you ask yourself. Now, you might be thinking, uh, yeah, Katie, I ask myself questions all the time. Like, why do my kids not do what I say the first time I ask them? Or is it okay to have wine and chocolate and wear leggings or sweats every single day for the foreseeable future? Now, while these are very valid questions, the questions I'm referring to go a little deeper. If you want to see what I mean, I built you a totally free quarantine comeback starter kit over at wholehearty.com slash comeback. This free kit includes the first crucial questions you need to ask yourself in order to start creating a healthier mind so you can design your healthiest self. I'm telling you, it all starts with these questions. So tap the link in the podcast description, wholehearty.com slash comeback, and snag it while it's still there. Okay? Love you. Bye.